Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Chapter by Chapter, the podcast where we cover a variety of games from a variety of genres and a variety of eras. I am your resident podcast host, Ethan, and joining me to tackle the Indigo Platy Pokemon League is Week On. Yes, it is time to do the most exciting battles in the game and the hardest battles in the game yeah. and finish this game. Yeah, so this will sort of be our last sort of traditional episode because we'll be covering the Elite Four and the Champion Battle in this episode. But next episode we have something special planned, so stick around and we'll dish all the dirt on that once we get through these battles. So, last time we arrived at the Indigo League, we sort of went through if there's anything else you should do. Uh... And so now we're just going to jump straight into the Elite Four battles. Yes, so now that your uh, team is all set up and ready, uh, we are going to go through the door. Um, also be sure to grab as many full restores and revives as you want, because uh, for the Pokemon League battles, you have to do all five in a row and you cannot leave. So the revives and full restores will help keep your Pokemon mm -hmm. alive. Um, yeah, so absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to need those. Um, so going through the door, we fight the first uh, the first member of the Elite Four, uh, who is also my favorite member, which is Lorelei. <laughs> so Lorelei is an ice-type Pokemon expert. Uh, I suppose the best way to describe the Elite Four is they are like gym leaders, except they are much, much stronger. So each Elite Four member has a speciality type. Uh, these types will usually be better than, like it differs by region, but the types that the Elite Four use, the Pokemon in that type will usually be stronger than the types that the gym leaders use. And like they will have less weaknesses and so on. So uh, Lorelei is our first member. She is an ice type expert. So, give us the lowdown on her team. Okay, so Lorelai's team, um, she will always start with Dugong as her first Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and then she also has Cloyster, Slowbro, Jinx, and Lapras. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are Pokemon in which one of them is not Ice, but mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and Yellow, is her Yellow team the same or any different? Um, no, it's the same five. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go through her Pokemon, uh, one at a time and sort of go through the best way to deal with them. So, Dugong is incidentally a Pokemon I used, uh, recently in my Heart Gold and, well, in my Heart Gold run, where I was, uh, we sort of talked about this briefly, how I just went for Victory Road and I actually beat Lance before we started recording today's episode with my Dugong. So, Dugong, Water Ice type, very bulky. Uh, the, what I remember about Dugong is I remember Price's Dugong in Generation 2 and how it usually uses Rest and then Sleep Talk to continue attacking while it's sleeping. So, does Lorelei implement a similar strategy or is her plan different? Um, well, it's kind of like that. Uh, its go-to move is Aurora Beam because that's the one ice move it has. Um, it does also no rest, so yeah. it will use that to its advantage. Although, like, uh, like 
it's only asleep for two turns, and Gen 1 didn't have like an order or anything, so yeah. you can usually indicate it with some good electric, because you can take it out before it wakes up. Yeah, and obviously if you're in yellow, then your Pikachu, which you get at the start, which you hate, will be useful against it. Hate's too strong of a word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Dugong, sort of an alright sort of type, uh, to deal with. So, moving on, next Pokemon, let's talk about Jinx. Uh, yes, so Jinx, um, is Ice Psychic. It is for one Pokemon that is not water. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jinx is quite, uh, I mean... Jinx isn't too hard to deal with. It's the only one where you can use fire, but uh, you'd have to be careful with that because you can't use fire on the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, so Jinx, a psychic type, uh, as we said, fire is really the only good type because we have discussed this several times before how the options to take down psychic types aren't that good in Generation 1. So, yep, recommend fire types. And what moves does Jinx employ? Um, so... Uh, Jinx's moves, the two moves that Jinx will probably, well, the move Jinx will use the most is Ice Punch. Uh-huh. Because that's, like, the strongest move it's got. Yeah. Um, yellow, it also knows Lovely Kiss, which will confuse you. Uh-huh. Um, but in red and blue, it doesn't know it, which is really weird. Yeah. Because uh... that's kind of Jinx's thing, is that she, like, kisses people. Well, yeah, she that's, has like, the lips for it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so in red and blue, she's probably just going to throw out a lot of ice punches. Yeah. Uh, but in yellow, she can throw out a lovely kiss to confuse you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, if you got an, if you got a fire type, or uh, honestly, even a fighting type wouldn't be bad, because in all the games, Jinx doesn't know any psychic moves. Yeah. Uh, the only issue with fighting types is psychic type resists fighting, so it would do neutral damage but obviously it would be strong choice against it yeah yeah basically um and the only other thing is that like uh you have to be very because jinx is not her only psychic type mm -hmm. yeah um. so anyway moving on our next pokemon is cloister uh, Cloyster is a very defensive Pokemon, but obviously fighting types would be useful here. Uh, any other recommendations? Yeah, yeah. Um, electric types would be good too, mm -hmm. um, just because he's also a water type. Because once you take out Jinx, electric types are good against all of the Pokemon, so all yeah. water. Um, you'll just have to be careful with Cloyster because, uh, one, his defenses are really high. Mm -hmm. um, so even using like his weaknesses... Uh, it yeah. can still take quite a few hits to take out Cloyster. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that uh, he does know Supersonic, which can confuse you. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, he's got some pretty good hit like moves to do damage, like slam. Um, yeah. So as long as you're not weak to ice or water, you should be okay. It's just going to take quite a few hits to take out Cloyster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so, uh, moving on to her penultimate Pokemon before her ace, we have Slowbro, which is her only one which isn't an ice type, but it is quite yeah. strong. 
Yeah, Slowbro can be tough because, uh, similarly to Cloyster, he's got good defenses. Uh, not as good as Cloyster. Um, however, he does know Amnesia, which I believe increases his special. Mm-hmm. Because I think uh, in later generations, Amnesia increased special defense. Mm-hmm. But in Generation 1, it only increases special, which yeah. covers attack and defense. Yes, yeah, so it's like... Well, special raises special defense by two levels. So if it's raising special attack and special defense by two levels in Generation 1, then that's quite deadly, especially with it being part of Psychic type. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in Red and Blue, it's not the biggest deal because its only damaging move is Water Gun. Yeah. Uh, which is um, weak. Which is not a very good move. So I don't know why level 54 slow growth still no water <laughs> gun. That's crazy. Um, however, in yellow, it can be a problem because Slowbro has both Psychic and Surf. Yeah. So uh, if that one Amnesia, it can already be a problem. <laughs> yeah, extremely so because Race is at two levels and Psychic is very strong, as is Surf as well. So you are pretty uh, messed up if you go against it. But mm-hmm. we move on to her ace being Lapras. Yeah, so her final Pokemon, I believe she always picks last most of the time, is, yeah. uh, is Lapras. Yeah. Um, and Lapras, again, has good defenses. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much all of her Pokemon, except for Jake's, have, like, good defense. Because Jake's defense is just okay. Um, but Lapras... Uh, has the ultimate strategy of always hitting you with Confuse Ray first. Yeah. So, because that is her favorite thing to do, okay. is to confuse you right away. Um, and then throw out, like, some blizzards and hydro pops until you're dead, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Lapras. Also has, and Lapras also has Body Slam for good measure, to yeah. potentially paralyze. Yeah, exactly. And Lapras, as a Pokemon, is very bulky as well. Uh, something you'll obviously experience if you take the gift one from Sylphco. But, like, overall, Lapras is quite strong as well. But, if you beat Lorelei, your challenge has only just begun, because as the first Elite Four member, she is technically the weakest. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. So you can really determine how you're doing based on how difficult the battle was. <laughs> Yeah, so we move on to our second Elite Four member, being Bruno, who is a fighting-type expert. So, what's his team for the versions? Alright, yep, so Bruno is basically like what an actual fighting-type gym leader would be like. Uh-huh. Um, so, Bruno has... Uh, he also has the same Pokemon in red, blue, and yellow, mm-hmm. where he's got... Uh, Two Onyx, mm-hmm. uh, Hitmonchan, a Hitmonlee, and Machamp. Yeah. Uh, so we have somewhat discussed this before with, uh, uh, like Pokemon type experts like the Gym Leaders in Elite Four, who use uh Pokemon that aren't in their typing, which I do think is good if it is like one, but to me, just having two Onyx is repetitive and it does make it extremely easy because. His Onyx 
well, I would say Bruno is actually the easiest Elite Four member to deal with, because all you need to defeat Bruno is either a combat. It's like you need a combination of a water and flying type, or a grass and psychic type, and you can pretty much beat Bruno really easily. Yeah, yeah. It, I, honestly, this was a mystery trinity for Bruno to have to the grass. Yeah. Uh, it so, really should polyrath is cool so yeah uh like even if he had polyrath and one onyx it would be much better so his yeah. onyxes uh obviously you've dealt with them before in brock's gym uh grass or water type and they'll be done so not much point delving too deeply into them so hitmon lee uh what's he got um hitmon lee has got a bunch of kicks so that's pretty much it. He's got like high jump kick, jump kick, and mega kick, um, and focus energy. Yeah. But uh, also, Hitmon Lee has the lowest defense of all the Pokemon on his team. So if you hit him with like Fly or Psychic, you probably go down in one hit. Yeah. And Hitmon Lee's kicks have a chance to miss, and when they do miss, he does take recoil damage, which can obviously yeah. help you out. <laughs> So, I mean, those are, like, his signature moves that only he can know, and Hitmon Lee is, like, one of my favorite fighting Pokemon. Yeah. Even as a kid, he was my favorite, but, man, he, he cannot take a hit. Yeah. So, Hitmon Chan, uh, obviously a punching master. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hitmon Chan, uh, he's got Ice Punch, Thunder Punch, Mega Punch, and Counter. Yeah. Um, so... Albeit in later generations, that's a good combination. In this one, it's not because Ice Punch and Thunder Punch are special. And Hitmonchan's special is really bad. So. Yeah, and his counter only works against physical attacking types. So if you have used a psychic type against Bruno's team, you'll pretty be much safe from that. So your only type to worry about on Bruno's team, so your only move to worry about, rather, is Mega Punch from Hitmonchan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, nothing nothing too tough so far. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing to mention, although it may not be a big deal, is that in low, uh, instead of counter, Hitmonchan has double team, yeah. but I don't even know this. <laughs> yeah, uh, so his ace, uh, being Mac Champ, uh, what's he got? Uh, let's see here. So in now in red and blue, um, well in both in all the games, Machamp's signature move is submission. Mm -hmm. What he loves to use. Um, mm -hmm. and in yellow, he's got Leer Strength and Karate Chop, which are all just normal moves. Um, yeah. so he's probably mostly just gonna throw out submission. Um, yeah. However, in red and blue, Machamp has Fissure, and yeah. I don't know if he ever uses it, because I don't remember him ever having that much. Yeah, uh, but, uh, it might be like a case of he uses it when his other moves have run out of power points, but... Yeah, yeah, um, but otherwise, have a flying type or a psychic type, and Machamp cannot do a whole lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, in yellow, he's got strength, but... Well, um, well, even if uh, Machamp, even if you use a flying type against Machamp and it does use Fisher, Fisher can't affect flying types anyway, so you're fine pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like we said, oh, 
even though Bruno is cool, he is the easiest one. He's like the easiest elite board member. Yeah. So, we now move on to our third member of the Elite Four being Agatha, the infamous ghost type es- expert who uses barely any ghost types. Um, yeah, so Agatha, um, her first Pokemon is always Gengar. Um, and then she has, uh, Golbat, Haunter, Arbuck, and a second Gengar. Yeah. So, like, the Gengar she opens with is her first Gengar, and the second Gengar is her ace. Uh, but if you use the psychic type to deal with Bruno, all of Agatha's types are poison types, so you'll be pretty much good to go from there. Uh, so, uh, her... Let's go over her first Gengar briefly. What's it got? Okay, um, so what's strange is that, uh, in red and blue... Um, her Gengar, her first Gengar always has Confuse Ray. That's okay. like its go-to thing. Yeah. Um, but in red and blue, it has Nightshade, Hypnosis, and Trapeter. Yeah. Um, however, in yellow, it has Lick, Substitute, and Mega Drain. Yeah. Quite a different moveset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure in yellow, she'll love to throw out that Substitute just to hopefully not take hits. Yeah. But... Yeah. But anywho, uh, so moving on, uh, we'll go for our weakest Pokemon next, being Haunter, uh, obviously the pre-evolved form of Gengar, but she's got very slim pickings in Generation 1, so what's it got? Uh, it's got, uh, Infuse Ray, Hypnosis, Dream Eater, and Nightshade. Yep, so Uh, pretty much the same as Gengar, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much, where her go-to move is to put you to sleep and then use Dream Eater. Yeah. Which isn't a bad like, strategy, all things considered. No, not really. It's just the hypnosis, um, its hit rate is not all, it's it's a little low. Yeah. So sometimes it's kind of risky, especially when hypnosis, like, keeps missing, so. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, uh, moving on to her Golbat. Um, yeah, so Golbat here has got, uh, supersonic, um, wing, and wing attack. Uh, however, in, uh, red and blue, it has haze and confused ray, whereas uh-huh. in yellow, it has toxic and leech life. Yeah, uh, I would argue that yellow is better because toxic, she can store with that, and with leech life as well, she can absorb. Sort of going with her strategy with her Gengar and Haunter being to recover stall i suppose but um, yeah but yeah the biggest thing with agatha's team is that they are all weak to psychic yeah so it's not it's not terrible to deal with yeah but anywho moving on to our book her penultimate pokemon what's that got uh let's see so our has got a uh, glare, screech, acid, and bite. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, in yellow, instead of bite, it has rain. But um, it's not the best move set for it. So, no. well, very weak moves, I suppose. Again, it's sort of more with a delay strategy. But the only issue with a delay strategy is if you don't have a good strong move, then there's not really much point. 
Yeah, yeah. It's going to throw out Glare to paralyze you. Yeah. Um, and then it's probably going to use Screech to lower your defenses and yeah. then hit you with Ram so that you can't do anything and you just yeah. take lots of damage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so her ace being her second Gengar, what's that got? Um, so her second Gengar's got uh, Confused Ray in in yellow. It has Confused Ray, Psychic Hypnosis, and Dream Gear. Uh-huh. Um, in red and blue, it has Confused Ray, Nightshade, Toxic, and Dream Gear. Mm-hmm. Which honestly is really weird that it knows Dream Gear, but it has no way of putting you to sleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why she did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe he's sort of hoping for a hypnosis from one of her other Pokemon. But no! Or maybe she's banking on you using rest. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, Agatha's bad strategies and team aside, we move on to our final member of the Elite Four being Lance. Yes, so Lance is going to be the first and only Dragon Type 3. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is memorable because it is sort of your first experience with a trainer who specializes in dragon types. Uh, dragon types being extremely strong, their only weaknesses are themselves and ice types. Uh, yep, uh, so it is quite a tough one to go against. But... Also, luckily for you, uh, there is literally only three dragon types in the game, being Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite. Uh, Lance's team is made up of three of them, being uh, two Dragonairs and a Dragonite, and he also has an Aerodactyl and a Gyarados as well. So, Gyarados we've sort of gone over several times, strong electric type will take care of it like that, so... Let's move on to his yeah. two Dragonairs. Do they differ in any way? What's special okay. about um, them? So I will just mention real quick that for Lance's team, uh, just be weary, all five of them know Hyper Beam. Mm-hmm. So just be careful of that because Hyper Beam is very strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Gyarados is first, and you know how to deal with Gyarados. Uh-huh. So don't worry about that. Yeah. Just like I said, watch out for Hyper Beam. Yeah. Um, so his second one will be uh, Dragonair, one of the Dragonairs here. So this will probably be the first Dragon type you ever fight. Yeah. Um, and so in red and blue, Dragonair has Agility, Slam, Dragon Rage, and Hyper Beam. Yeah. And in yellow, it has Thunder Wave, Thunderbolt, Slam, Hyper Beam. Yeah. So it doesn't actually have a Dragon type move in yellow, so... Uh, but as we said, ice and dragon type moves are effective. But I think with dragon types in Generation One, the only move they have is Dragon Rage, and that deals a fixed forty damage. So it doesn't really deal any more damage, unfortunately. So pretty much, ice types are your best bets to deal with Lance. Yeah, unless you went to the game for her and got Dratini, uh-huh. it's still better to use Articuno, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in red and blue, at least. Yeah. Maybe not so much in yellow, because it's got Thunderbolt, so... <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, first Dragonair dealt with, so what's the second one got? What makes it different? Um, so, in red and blue, uh, nothing. It's exactly the same. Uh-huh. Um, but in yellow, it has completely different moves. So, uh-huh. in yellow, it has Wrap, Bubble Beam, Ice Beam, and Hyper Beam. Yeah. Um, 
So he's got one Dragonair to deal with, uh, like, Articuno. Uh-huh. And he's got one Dragonair to deal with other Dragon types. Yeah. Because it's Ice Beam. Yeah, exactly. So, so it is a good sort of counter strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it shows that, like, Dragons can know all kinds of moves. Because one has electric moves and one has water and ice. So yeah. Dragons should really learn anything. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, his penultimate Pokemon being Aerodactyl. So, what's that got? Yeah, so in red and blue, Aerodactyl has Supersonic, Bite, Takedown, and Hyper Beam. Uh-huh. And in yellow, it has Wing Attack, Fly, Swift, and Hyper Beam. Yeah. So, uh, again, quite varied, uh, quite strong, uh, water, again, electric types would be effective if you use that against Gyarados. Yeah, and uh, in red and blue, if you have Gengar, you can use that against Aerodactyl, because uh-huh. in red and blue, he only knows normal moves. Yeah, so... So, you can't get Gengar at all, or even Haunter, yeah. so... Yeah, exactly, so it would just literally be a case of eventually knocking it out with uh, a ghost move or a poison move. So... Yeah, you could, like, Nightshade or anything, uh, mm-hmm. but in yellow, you'll have to watch out for Fly, because... Yeah. Like, he's, like, your first opponent that also goes fly, so yeah. it's one of those, he'll use it, and then you can't hit him, and then he hits you. Yeah. And then he'll probably throw out a Hyper Beam after and kill you, so. Yeah. Uh, so, his final Pokemon is Dragonite, uh, being perhaps one of the strongest Pokemon in Generation 1 and still to this day. So, what's it got? Alright, so, in red and blue, um, Dragonite has Agility, Slam, Barrier, and Hyper uh-huh. Um, but in yellow, it has Blizzard, Fire Blast, Thunder, and Hyper Beam. Yeah, so, so really strong. Much top yellow. Yeah. And it has those ultimate TM moves we sort of discussed before as well. Pretty much, yeah. He took the strongest moves of varying types, so he could pretty much play anything. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... Again, I would recommend Ice Types for Dragonite, because Dragonite is Dragon and Flying type, which is a very important distinction from its previous evolutions, in that it is now four times weak to Ice, so using an Ice Type will be very effective. Yeah, that's just what makes it tough, though, is that, like, you could use Articuno, because Articuno will have Ice Beam and Blizzard, Mm -hmm. but Dragonite does have Fire Blast. That Mm -hmm. would do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you could use your own Dragonite, but his nose blizzard. Yeah. So he's he kind of prepared for anything in yeah. yellow, at least. Yeah, exactly. But after you defeat the Elite Four, you head through to the champion's room, and who's there waiting for you? It's Tracy. He is the champion. Yes, because uh, somehow, after losing to you on Route 22, he went through the whole Elite Four before you did, so mm-hmm. now you have to fight him. Yep. So, this is your final battle of the game, and your final rival battle. So, what's he got for his final stand? Alright, so, we'll start off with Red and Blue here. Um, now, in Red and Blue... Uh, the three Pokemon he'll always have are Pidgeot, Alakazam, and Rhydon. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he has if he has Charizard, he will also have Gyarados and Exeggutor. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. If he has Blastoise, he will also have a Arcanine and Exeggutor. And if he has a Venusaur, he will have Gyarados and Arcanine. Yep. So, uh, obviously, last episode we went through how to beat him. Uh, but obviously, if you lose here, you lose the whole Elite Four. You have to do it all over again. So, uh, assuming he starts with his Pidgeot again, good sort of type to go against that is an electric and ice type which you should have been using against Lance uh, and Lorelei as well uh, Alakazam a strong physical attacker because the types that trump psychics aren't really useful in this game unfortunately so like a strong physical attacker would be good against it and for his god I've just forgotten his last one <laughs> he literally just said it uh, Rhydon? yeah Rhydon so a good water type would be good like if you used an ice type against Lance you could go for a water ice type like Cloyster or uh, Dugong uh, again water type good to use against Bruno as well and for his starters uh, Charizard, good type to use would be a rock type because it's four times effective, but you could also use a water type again. Uh, that would also work for his Arcanine as well. Uh, his Gyarados, if you're facing his Gyarados, you literally just face the Gyarados with Lance, so again, an electric type would be really good. Uh, uh, Blastoise, again, an electric type or a grass type would be good, and grass type obviously being useful against Bruno and some of Lorelei's team as well. And for his Venusaur slash Execute, uh, Venusaur, good type would be Flying or Fire. Uh, flying type we sort of used against Bruno, which would be good. Uh, fire type would possibly be good against Jinx on Lorelei's team. Uh, and sort of same goes for Executor, as we sort of stated, psychic types effective against psychic type are pretty useless. So Yeah, yeah. Um so even against Venusaur, Venusaur is a poison type, so you can use psychic there. It's just Yeah. Um and the battle's pretty similar to the one you did before, it's just that they're all higher levels and you have to deal with Alakazam again, which sucks. But and it's Executor. Alakazam is always the biggest problem. Yeah, and it's Executor, which has evolved from an execute as well. But uh, his yellow team, so how is that different from your last battle? Um, so let's see. In yellow, uh, three Pokemon, the three Pokemon he always has is he always starts with Same Slash because mm-hmm. he always does. Um, his Cadaver is now an Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has Exeggutor. Yeah. Um, and so if he starts with Vaporeon, He's got Magneton and Ninetales. Mm-hmm. If he starts with Flareon, he's got Magneton and Cloyster. Mm-hmm. And if he starts with Jolteon, he's got uh, Ninetales and Cloyster. Yeah. So, starting off with Sandslash, again, Water and Grass type, which would have been effective against Bruno's Onyx and some of Lorelei's team with the Grass type. Uh, his... His Alakazam, another Psychic type, again... Physical attackers would be good because psychic types aren't unfortunately that great. Ex- Executor, which we obviously just covered as well. 
So same information applies there with a flying type like used against Bruno's team. Uh, then for his Magneton slash Jolteon, uh, ground type would be pretty good. Uh, ground types we obviously haven't mentioned really that much against the Elite Four, but they would be good against Bruno's Onyxes. And it's obviously some of Agatha's poison types. Uh, Vaporeon slash Cloyster, a good fighting type would be good against them, which we did sort of briefly mention against Lorelei's ice types and obviously Bruno's Onyxes as well. Uh, and for his Vaporeon, again, grass types or electric types, which we mentioned against Gyarados and uh, Bruno's Onyxes. And his Flareon slash Ninetales, again, water and rock type, which we mentioned against Bruno's Onyxes yet again. And rock types being useful against Lorelei's team and like some of the flying types on Lance's team as well. So I think that's it really for the Indigo Plateau. Yeah, that is the final battle. So as long as you have the revives and full restores to have all your Pokemon, uh, and you're not running too low on your moves, it it's not it's surprisingly not all that different from the battle you did before you got here with Tracy. So yeah. So, yep, that's pretty much it. So, you beat your rival. You head to the Hall of Fame in the back. You register your Pokemon credits play and your journey to become the Pokemon champion of Kanto is over. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, when the credits roll, that does mean, well, that means that you beat the game, but it doesn't technically mean the game's over. Yes, that's right, because we have a post-game to go through. Uh, Generation 1 is infamously post-game-less. There isn't really a post-game to speak of, but there is still some things we can do, obviously. So, unfortunately, you're not free of me yet. You're going to stick around for one more episode to cover the the end of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. So we'll be releasing that next week. Yeah, I think I can endure one more, so <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. So... Thank you for listening to another episode of Chapter by Chapter. Uh, we have new episodes every Saturday releasing on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts at midnight. Uh, our draw to win a copy of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow is still ongoing. You could still enter that. Uh, winners will be announced not long after our final episode goes out next week. Uh, if we do have entries at that point. Uh... You can enter via a link on our Twitter page, which is linked in the description, or if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll be entered automatically. So, free entry for you. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, and thank you for joining us through Season 1 and our journey to become a Pokemon Master. Next week, we'll be going through post-game, and we'll sort of be sharing our experiences with this game and sort of anything we particularly like. And then that'll be us. So thanks for listening and we hope to see you then. Bye.